Welcome to the podcast tonight. We're doing something a little different. Uh, we decided that we're going to worship. We're going to praise the King of all kings. Uh, we hope you had a good day today. Uh, as we're going to sing a couple songs, and we're just going to worship Him. He's worthy of it. You know, I just, 
you know, we're just me and you, for listener, if you're listening, it's just me and David here in the church, and you know, it's, we don't know who listens to this, but whoever listens to it, I think they know we're not singers, right? But that's not what it's about. Um, don't ever get caught up in the fact that you're not a good singer. Praise be to Jesus, right? We got to get past this of what others will think about me. If you want to call me and tell me that I'm not a good singer, I really do not care because I know I'm not a good singer. What I, I don't make joyful noise, David. I make heavenly racket, and that's what we're going to do, Amen. right? So, that's I mean, we we've got to get past this idea because whenever you think about what Jesus accomplished on the cross and when you think about the fact that he reached down into the fiery pits of hell to pull you out, yes, man, it don't care how good your voice is. Uh-uh. He deserves the glory alone. So, you know, this is, uh, we'll do one more, then let's talk about it. Let's talk about this song. Let me think if I can remember how to go, how it goes here. Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way, I was Say 
down for you yeah I do it's on a Thursday give me a little give me a little testimony yeah, a little testify I, I'll share a little bit uh, I grew up obviously in church uh, since I was a kid and mom and dad always took me there and whatnot and I was nine years old you say well Johnny that was too young well, while we're singing, how about that song, I was there when it happened, so I guess I ought to know. So don't tell me if I was too young or not. And I always struggled a little bit because people did that to me. Uh, people told me I was too young. People said, are you sure? Are you sure? And it always made me struggle a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty doggone sure I was saved on that night. March 30th of 2006. Hmm. I was pretty doggone sure. But, but people put place doubt, which we know. Uh, that spirit is not from God. And we know that uh, people do that, and that's the work of the enemy. And they place doubt on us. And uh, I told them, uh, you know, I said, I, I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. And, but I struggled with it. And it wasn't until 10, 11 years later uh, when I came across the passage. Uh, I don't have my Bible here in front of me, but it's in Ezekiel. And he says, um, I will restore within them a new heart. I will remove a heart of stone and I will give them a heart of flesh. Mm. And what you need to understand is on that night, March 30th of 2006, my mom, she told me, she said, Jonathan, write in your Bible what just happened in your life. As a nine-year-old kid, I write in my Bible, my heart felt like concrete. Afterwards, it felt like it melted. A nine-year-old kid does not know Ezekiel chapter 11, whatever it is, verse 18 or whatever it is. Oh, man. The a nine-year-old, the spirit moved, moved and the spirit gave me confidence 10 years later and assurance that what happened on that night was 100% true. Right? It was 100% true. Amen. But what we struggle no. with is the fact, you know, even though we are born-again believers, uh, you know, you think about the fact that it reached down for you uh, we still struggle with sin every single day. Yeah. We still struggle with sin. It's it's the nature inside of us that sins. It is our sinful nature. What we here's a here's a problem, David. Um, and if you're listening to this and you you come Sunday morning, you're going to hear this. But I just gotta I just gotta talk about it. You're going to hear the Sunday school class. I gotta talk about it. It goes all the way back to Genesis. God gave Adam a command, and he said, Adam, you keep this command. 
and you keep it perfectly and you keep it perpetually. And if you keep this, you will have life. If you disobey, you will die. And what's he do? He eats of the fruit of the tree, right? And so we know from that you will die. The wages of sin is death. The wages of being disobedient, of acting in disobedience to God is death. And so every single person born from this man, every generation is inheriting a sinful nature. No matter how good you think you are, you are inheriting the sinful nature because we are a fallen and we are a distant, uh, sinful uh, uh, being away from God. And so the good news, the gospel message is that Jesus Christ came born of a virgin, which is important. That's a biblical truth to understand he was born of a virgin because he broke the chain of sin. He was born of a virgin and he went to the cross and he died for your sins. Whenever he was nailed to that cross, he nailed your sin. He nailed your guilt. He nailed your shame. And he reached down into the fiery pits of hell and he said, if you have faith... If you have a humble and submissive faith in me, if you just call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Yes. Right? And so, but here's here's the problem in the church today. Here's a problem in America, is the fact that we don't understand that we are a sinful being. We like to think that we're innocent. We like to think that we're innocent, and we we like to think that we live in a sinful world, and this sinful world has corrupted us, and so there's no urgency whatsoever to share the gospel with that child or with that kid or with that youth group member or with that old lady down the street because they're an innocent person. But the fact is we are in desperate need of a radical redemption. And he reached down, no matter how good you think you are, he had to reach down into the fiery pits of hell and pull you out. Because that's where you were headed. Because you had inherited a sinful nature. Now the good thing, David, I know I'm doing a lot of talking because I'm fired up right now. The good thing, not only does he save you, he sets you apart as holy. Amen. And he, 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 he's building you, he's molding you into his image. And we talk about perfection a lot. You are being built into this the, into perfection you're not going perfection is not a result is not um it's not what saves you it is a result of salvation we are constantly being pushed and being molded and being transformed we are being regenerated and renewed and transformed by the holy spirit to be uh, uh, a perfect we're not going to get there on this life but the bible says in revelations that nothing unclean can enter into heaven so at that point you will have obtained perfection. Not because of not what you've done, because of what Christ has done. Because he has taken your sins on that cross. Mm. He nailed them there and he said, if you just believe in me, I will place my righteousness upon you. And so when God looks at you, he sees holiness. He sees perfection. Because he sees Jesus. That's good salvation right there. That's good salvation teaching right there. Oh, yes. Because he had to reach down for you. I don't care whoever you are, because we know we know this podcast is about to be sent all across the country. Come on! It is. For the king. For the for king. Jesus. So, you know, if you are listening to this, you know who I am. You've talked to me about it. If you are listening to this, and this got sent to you in an email or in a newsletter. I'm here to tell you, Jesus saves. There's no name under which under heaven other than the name of Jesus that can save you. Yes, can I testify? Nothing. Come on. I'm testifying with Johnny, with my brother Johnny. 
uh, with Jesus reached down his hand for me. I was a little boy. Uh, I do believe I was saved. I struggled with that. Uh, when I got up into my teenage years, I struggled with doubt. Uh, just like Johnny said, I struggled with the devil came in. I, I believe the Lord saved me that night when I look back now. But during my teenage years, I had that doubt, and I was—I heard a salvation message and talked about, you know, if you die today, do you know 100% sure where you would go? Hmm. I ask you that tonight, because that's what made me start thinking. The, the youth pastor said, if you died tonight in a car wreck with your friends, do you know 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Do you? Answer it right now. Answer it. Yes, no. If you had to think about it. That's something that I didn't, when I was 13, 14 years old, I didn't want to think about. I wanted to settle it. So I went to my youth pastor and I told him, I said, man, I, I'm going to make sure this is right. I'm going to make sure I don't have no more doubt. I said, if I ask him then, I'm going to ask him again. And I know you can, once you're saved, you ask with that doubt. Once I cleared that up with the Lord, I've never doubted from that day on. I've never had any doubt. I've never even questioned if I was saved or not. I've never even wondered if I was saved. But for me, I struggled in those moments of 13 to 14. Just like you had scripture come in yeah. um, and you wrote something down that was exactly, you know, that was the Lord speaking to you yeah. through his word. That's what, that was beautiful. I mean, that is exactly, what more do you want when you wonder and doubt about your salvation and the Lord shows you what you wrote down a long time ago yeah. that you didn't know was exactly what you're supposed to feel. How about that? That that was the Lord. And so once I settled that as a 14-year-old, I never doubted it again. I never had any more doubt. And I asked Jesus to come into my heart, save me. Never once doubt. I, I'm going to testify tonight, and I'm going to ask you tonight. Johnny said, there's about to be a lot of people that possibly could hear this. Do you know if you were to die tonight, 100% sure where you would spend eternity? Where, where would you go? And if you don't know, listen to this. In, Roman, in Revelations 3.20, this is Jesus speaking. If you don't know, listen to this. You know, we're talking about He reads way down. You know what else He's doing right now? If you don't know and you didn't know the answer to that question. Revelations, open, find a Bible. Pick up your phone. Type in Revelations 3.20. This is red letters. This is Jesus speaking, and Jesus is real, Jesus is truth. And if you don't know who He is, you know, He is truth. Truth will set you free. Revelation 3.20. Here it says, let us love God, let us love each other, let us love and pray for sinners, till God makes all things new. And when He makes all things new, He's going to call us home to heaven, and at His table, we'll sit down. Are you yes. going to be sitting at his table? Because what's it say, David? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is, is reaching his hand down or he's knocking right now. Right now in your life. You have an opportunity. There's no coincidence. You, you turn this podcast on. It's for you, listener. Right here it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and, and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me at, at, in my throne. The Lord is knocking at your door right now. He's woeing you to the truth. 
to understand, you know, Johnny said, uh, give the salvation clear through there. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So all you need to do is to put your trust and believe into Him. He's knocking. So you say, David, what do I got to do now to know for sure that I have a home in heaven? To know for sure I understand what Jesus has done. You got to believe in the cross. Believe what Jesus did. Believe He went and died on the cross for you and, and, and rose from the dead. Yeah, that's a big, and that's a big thing. You got to believe in what He did on the cross. Why did He go to the cross? Because we are of a sinful nature. And when God looks at us, Outside of Christ, where, where he can't, the Bible says he can't, he has pure eyes into even look upon sin. And the only thing that would satisfy the wrath of God would be a perfect and a blameless, spotless sacrifice. And so God sent his son. And he said, If you just believe in this son, if you just believe in this man of Jesus, I will place on you the righteousness. For our sake, God made him who knew no sin to be sin, so that in him, in faith in Jesus, you might become the righteousness of God. The Holy Spirit will convict today of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And what that means, He will identify today. If you are listening today, you have been identified. I have been identified. I am sitting here beating my chest. I have been convicted to indicate I am a sinner. And because I'm a sinner, I do not measure up to God's perfect standard. And because I do not measure up to God's perfect standard, I deserve to be judged. And if we get justice, David, if we get justice from God, we all die. But God showed His love for you. God is good. God is gracious. God is merciful. And He showed His love for you that while you were a sinner, He sent His Son to die for you. And all you got to do is place your trust in Him today. That's all you got to do. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we come to you tonight um, in a humble state of understanding that you came to that cross to die for me and, you don't, and to die for the one listening and to die for the one next to me, Johnny, Lord, and right now, for the listener, God, I pray if they don't know you, I pray that through the airwaves, that you convict with your Holy Spirit, like I know you can, Lord, I pray for the one that's struggling, I pray that the one that has forgotten what Jesus has done, Lord, I pray for that one listening tonight. I pray that they can sing praises to Him. Lord, but most importantly, God, if someone doesn't know You, Lord, they, they heard that gospel message that You did for us, Lord, and we pray that it can be uh, portrayed in the right way tonight. We love You, Lord, and we thank You for what You're going to do. In Your name, Amen. Thank you.